K-U-C-I, the cooch, cooch, the cooch, cooch. K-U-C-I, the cooch, cooch, the cooch, cooch. K-U-C-I, the cooch. Naked comedy. It's not too bad. Okay, cool. So yay, it's on. Oh, hello. <laughs> Just thought I'd let you know. Okay. <laughs> and I guess for listeners at home, this is Naked Comedy, and we're here with Nathan. Hello. Barnett. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. I have to warn you, like more than seventy percent of my interviews are over the phone, so it's gonna take me like ten minutes before I can look you in the okay, eye. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'm so used to I just like you, you, want. you just look this way. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up? Like that tree. <laughs> I'll interview the tree, but yeah, I'll ask I'll him the questions the that I wrote down. <laughs> you have to ask tree related questions. Hey, tree. Hello, how's it going? How are you enjoying the uh, the weather? Uh, it's always the same. It's always hot. Look how dry I am. I know. Who waters you? No one. Aww. No one waters the trees out here in Los Angeles. You should revolt. I should. That's why I'm just going to tip over onto this house. <laughs> That's what all the trees do. They fight back by falling over. I wonder if the trees get along or if like the palm tree doesn't get along with that oh, like maple yeah, thing. I don't know. Because <laughs> they're totally different. <laughs> you know the, t- the palm trees aren't even from Los Angeles? Like yeah. They ship them here or whatever from Florida. Yeah, yeah. They're not even like West Coast. They're not a desert plant. They're like yeah. a tropical... Like, whatever Florida's climate is, they're yeah, that climate. Moist, yeah. Not here. That's why they're always falling down in the high, on the highway, like, dead branches and stuff. It's so sad. Oh, well. They tried. They so tried. Nice. They tried to make it work. There's some that they can grow here, but, like, if they use all the toilet water, like, just yeah, shoot yeah. it into them, <laughs> yep. then they're probably not very healthy. Yeah. The desert. <laughs> but at least you have trees right by your house. Yeah, that's pretty nice. It's We're pretty chilling. Cool. It's something, very something to climb. And some oxygen. Yep. Do, do, do they make oxygen? Uh, palm trees? trees? They must, because it's like chlorophyll in them. Doesn't that... All you really need is like to give off some type of CO2 or something like that? I, because of the I think so, but I don't know. Every tree I've ever seen is like that. It's always like orange. Oh, but maybe yeah. that means they're like dying. They used to give off oxygen, <laughs> and now they don't. You have to rely on these bushes. Yeah, I just, I just lay outside at night and breathe near the bushes so I can breathe. <laughs> <laughs> carry one around with me all the time. This is a great audio-only conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the best conversation I've had. This is, like, awesome. I, I love this building. Like, your your house is really cool, but, like, outside, like, everything's, like, green and pink and, like... Oh, was that pink? Yeah. What oh, did you really? think it was? Oh, uh, I don't know. It was kind of gray. I'm, like, I'm kind of colorblind. Well, uh, I'm not kind of. I am very colorblind. No, it's, like, 80s pink. Like, like, uh... So, like, a fashionable pink? Kind of like like the kind of pink you'd see in like uh, Hawaiian shirts. Like this is like a Hawaiian shirt color combo. Maybe the guy who made it was on vacation and he's like, it just needs to be pink. It <laughs> needs to be vacation colors. You know, actually, this kind of looks like a retirement community that I went to once in Florida. Really? So it makes sense with the palm trees. Uh-huh. And this, except for the stairs, because old people don't climb yeah, stairs. They stairs. They don't like stairs. Oh well. Unless they have that little like motor thing where you go. Yeah. And it stops. And then are cool. I saw one of those <laughs> in the movie Up. I saw Up recently. I haven't seen it yet. It's so good. It's probably one of the best movies I've ever seen. Not even joking. Like, I loved that movie. It was awesome. I saw Bolt and was surprisingly in- enjoyed it. I heard that, too. I heard that that was actually pretty good. It was pretty good. I don't know. They've been coming out with some really good stuff from Pixar. Yeah. But I think it's because they finally got rid of Disney. No offense. But I think, 
I think Disney was just doing it on their own. Yeah, now? like after like I think like two or three years ago, their contract with Disney ended, and okay, then they started doing. It was like one shitty one, and then since then it's been like amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah, that movie up. I was thinking if this wasn't an animated movie, it would be kind of like a serious, intense movie because it was pretty sad for like the good oh. half of the movie. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is like a good movie, and I was I actually cried during up. It made me Aww. tears came out of my face, and I was crying. Did you see it in three D? I didn't see it in three D. Okay. I probably would have like had a I panic feel, attack. Yeah, I, I saw both in. 3d and it was a little bit like the the little birds that are talking like they would just do their little like they're pigeons they do that little like head bobbing thing but it was like so like ah yeah like a little (laughs) a little much a little scary and they like before the movie they showed a preview for Coraline in 3d and that like tim burton well not even tim burton but like neither nightmare for christmas Christmas, style coming at you yeah it's a little much (laughs) yeah yeah just a little bit. I like those kind of, I like all those like animated and claymation films. They're fun. I like cartoons. I do too. I watch yeah. cartoons all the time. Cartoons are awesome. I have a, a specific DVD case just for my cartoons. Oh, that's cool. Does I, it outweigh your regular movies? Um, well, the thing is I have like a really big one of cartoons and I have a really big one of just TV shows. Uh-huh. And then I have a little one of movies. Okay. Like a movie. <laughs> a movie. Yeah. It's like VHS of something you I have a box of VHS. It's so awesome. That's cool. We have like over a hundred VHSs in there. In my oh, house. wow. My friend Zach loves vhs and he he's never rented a dvd he oh, won't wow. buy a dvd he only <laughs> rents the vhs from the video store down the street but so what's he gonna do because like i have some videos like just like nicktoon kind of things from like 1990 probably four like not even that far but like they're already kind of deteriorating yeah and, like i'm worried like because they haven't put them out on dvd because they suck yep. so i don't know what to do <laughs> yeah you're gonna have to just preserve that thing put it in a freezer or something and really <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i'm just thinking what you would do if you when you preserve something i guess if you could put cigarettes in the freezer you could put anything in the oh, freezer you can do that? my grandma she used to smoke and she used to have all her cigarettes in the freezer because she said she it kept them fresh oh that's weird. Well, i guess it works with everything then <laughs> it's just a magical cold makes it last magical machine it works with people it must work with food <laughs> and stuff the cold yeah i wonder if people I don't know. I've always lived in California, so I've never lived anywhere that was particularly cold. Yeah. Well, Encino Man, he was frozen. He was from California. That's true. So that's like the one documented time. That's true. And you can't. Lasted in the cold. And here. they made it into a movie, so it has yeah. to be. It has to be real. real. Yeah. Because movies, they're not allowed to do that. It's a law. No. It's a. It is a law. It's yeah. a law of. Ho- and we're in Hollywood, so yeah. we know. Mm-hmm. We know what's going on. Yeah. But um. But so I'm from California, but you're you're not. You said you were from. I'm from Massachusetts. Oh, really? when did you come here? I moved out here four years ago. Oh, my, that's my it. My brother Seth. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, almost four years ago. This September, I think it'll be like four years. Good or August job. or something. So almost, yeah. What made you make the trek? Did you fly or did you drive? I, we drove. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> it was really fun. I I decided to move because I was doing like comedy stuff in in Boston. I was I, oh I've been filming like shorts and videos of my brother since I was like 13. We had a sketch show on uh, cable access in our town. Called, oh, cool. There was a show was called The Sweet Ride. <laughs> it was like a sketch show. And my brother Josh started that, and then like when he was like graduating, I took over, and me and my friends, we worked on it. And then um, I, after high school, I started filming skits on my own, and then I started auditioning for commercials, and I started getting commercials. I was like, wow, this is awesome. So I actually dropped out of school. I was in college in Boston, at UMass Boston for theater, and I was in a play where I, I got cast as the village idiot. <laughs> it was like me and Cinderella. It was like a spoof on Cinderella called Cinderella Waltz. Oh, and yeah, me yeah. and her were the leads. And I was like, this is awesome. I get to be a, mo- a moron and just 
do it in front of people, make people laugh. So that was the only class I went to. I dropped out all my other classes. I didn't show up. And then I dropped out. Of the, after the play was over, I had everything to do. I, had the, I was going to do like a stagehand for the second uh, semester. And I didn't want to do that, so I just dropped out because um, I was getting commercials and stuff. So I was like, whatever. Why am I in school when I'm getting paid to do commercials? So after a while, I was like, i got to get out to California because if I'm getting stuff here, I'll get stuff in California. And it's been going pretty good since I got here. So, yeah, I just try to stay busy. Very awesome. So the Barnett Brothers production is actually three brothers of the Yeah, Barnett. there's three of us. There's okay. me, Josh is the older brother, I'm the middle brother, and then Seth is my younger brother. And ever, ever since we were little, we've been, like, filming videos and writing stuff cool. together. So are you all performers, or are you the performer and then there's an editor? I'm, like, the, pro- the performer mainly. <laughs> Um, but like Seth and I write, Seth will be in stuff because he's good at like being ugly and making crazy faces <laughs> and stuff. So we like to utilize that. Um, we like like having really crazy looking characters or whatever. But um, my older brother Josh, he's a photographer, so he used to shoot everything for us and edit everything. Oh, cool. So yeah, he did, handled like all that end of stuff. So awesome. Yeah. So have you been doing like your? Have you been a physical comedian like this whole time? Like. <laughs> I don't know everything I like everything I see you in it's it's awesome how much how far you can go with it and it like I, I think I, like I told you earlier like I'm always surprised that you haven't injured yourself seriously by yeah. the end of a video um <laughs> yeah I've been physical I think I not really in comedy forever but like once I started filming videos like we realized well it's always funny to watch someone fall down you know <laughs> so we're like and we were just like kind of goofing around and fall down in a video. It wasn't really like planned and like maybe very good when we were younger. I was like 13. But like the more I did it, I got better at like placing the falls and making it look right and having it be appropriate for the video. So I've always been kind of physical in my life, I guess. So mm. I've always been like this skinny twig that I would just skateboards <laughs> and rides bikes around. So yeah, it's just it's part of my my being I guess I've been physical so but yeah but like the past like six years it's really picked up and I've kind of used the physical stuff as like what to like let people know like that's what I do yeah I feel so. like your your gamer character I forget what is his name Keith Abacary Keith Abacary yeah. I feel like his he's like the most like just fall down character like he has like the gamer side of it but then he also just like falls asleep and like the and in the best places like I was watching the E3 one and like oh yeah there were some good but in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, with him, like I, I, when I was making those first videos, I was like, okay, I'm gonna make this kind of like a, a mockumentary. Have people like some people believe that it's real, and just have him just do all dialogue and just talk. And then it was just I couldn't get away from the physical stuff because like a couple episodes would go through, and I'd like slide face first down the slide, or I'd go outside <laughs> and like fall down for like a little clip. I was like, oh, I'm kind of making it physical. I tried to stay away from the physical stuff with him so I could do something different so people wouldn't think I'm just a clown. <laughs> but then when I got asked to go to E3, I was like, okay, what the heck am I going to do there? It's going to be, no one's going to want to do an interview with me because <laughs> I seem so weird. So I just started thinking of all these physical things I could do. And like for the best, like, big laugh to do something live, you kind of have to go f- extreme and do something like out there. So if I fall off this giant fixture and all these people are like, oh my gosh, that guy's going to get hurt, it's a really good reaction. <laughs> so like that was the best thing I could come up with it in like doing live footage was falling down and just like going crazy yeah so going down like a huge flight of stairs like i don't know if you saw that the part where yeah I how did you even do that how did you keep i, I know just, that there was a cut but like how did you even keep going down each little stair i, I did it four <laughs> times the first time i did it i was like all right i'm just gonna get this shot of me just sliding down the stairs as if i, I fell asleep and fell down the stairs so i just kind of like laid on the top of the stairs and just slid down there were there were tile so i <laughs> slipped pretty well if they were like carpeted it would probably like yeah hold on to my shirt but at, since they were tile, I just kind of like kept going down and I would just kind of like move my stomach <laughs> a little bit with the stairs so it wouldn't have any resistance. 
and I slid down, but then G4 was there and they saw me do it and they ran over. They're like, will you do that again so we can get a shot of it? I was like, oh, is that yeah, the sure. cameras were? Those the camera guy, oh. boom, yeah, that was G4. They're like, can you please get a shot of that? I was like, okay, sure. So I did it again. And then these other guys were like, can we do, we want to get some pictures of you doing that. I was like, okay, sure. So I did it, ended up doing it four times. And it didn't hurt at the time I was doing it. But then like the, that night when I came home like six hours later, I had like these red scabs like going down my stomach because it just uh, ripped my skin apart. But uh, like it didn't really hurt. I don't know. I don't, I just kind of didn't feel it. So weird. your skin has learned to not respond yeah, to I, things. Maybe I think I killed all the nerve endings. But I just <laughs> don't know what's going on anymore. But so my body's killing itself. Wow. Hi, this is DJ Intern Sam, host of Naked Comedy. I hope you're enjoying the podcast currently in progress, made by hosts like me, college students, just trying to make a good show for people to listen to that is hopefully engaging and alternative to what they might find at other radio stations. Um, I hope that you are enjoying the um, bare-bones, amazing, passionate feel that goes into every show of KUCI. And if you'd like to continue to see shows like this uh, continue in their fashion without having to succumb to the demands of the man, like, you know, learning how to speak proper radio lingo or etc., <laughs> um, please consider donating at KUCI.org slash donations. We could really appreciate it, and it will... Your donations will go towards allowing people like me who have trouble continuing one straight sentence into a microphone have shows and have the opportunity to get to people like you, our awesome listeners. So thanks again for listening to this podcast, and I will return you to a much better worded interview already in progress. So, like, how do you develop these characters? You have, like, three main characters. We have a ton of, like, characters mm. all over the place. Like, how do you figure out, like, which one's, like, um, Trail? Oh, Trail of Alice. Yeah, like, how do you, like, how do you figure out who you want to, like, focus on and, like, who you want to kind of, like, make a one-time thing? Um, well, like, a lot of the one-time ones are kind of, like, I can tell when I think of the idea. Like, I'll be like, oh, this would be a funny little skit where it's just, like, one main joke like almost like a literal joke or something and we just put it in a skit that like character will probably never come back because it's just like a a silly little skit like the characters um i don't know it's hard it's like i guess i do the first video and then i see how well it does and if i'm really into it i'm like that was pretty funny i could do (laughs) another one with him and then i just keep thinking of more and more ideas but like trail of louse his original idea it was going to be a one-time thing with him i just went down i was like i'm going to make some like commercials some really stupid commercials i had done something for butterfingers i was in this like commercial my friends were directing this butterfinger commercial it was a it was a campaign of three commercials like a real commercial real commercials yeah (laughs) for butterfinger and i played my character simmons dupont in them they were like oh yeah it'd be simmons in it because we need you to be a physical guy so i was like all right i'll be simmons so um that happened and then butterfinger kind of knew about me and they asked they called me and asked me to do some little job with them so i had this connection with butterfinger i was like i'm gonna make a bunch of commercials and send them to them see if they're into them maybe they'll want to use them it was kind of just like for fun because i wanted to make some videos and see if they'd use them so i went down to this alley down the street and i stood up against this wall and i had like the kind of these ideas written out and some i was just gonna start making stuff up and i didn't have the guy's name yet so i was like what the heck am i gonna name this guy so i just started like saying names out loud in the voice 
I said like Trail Lewis. That's what <laughs> I came up with originally. I thought the name Trail was funny. So I was like, oh, I'll call him Trail Lewis. And then mm -hmm. I, I said it like bad. I was like, Trail Lewis. And I was like, that's funny. And then ever since, it just that was the best of the name. It was just me just kind of like yelling things out loud in this alley. And every time I go down there to do it, there's like these workers around me, like these the guys that work at DHL, the delivery service. And they like are literally standing next to me like four feet away, like in their parking lot. That's where they park their cars. So they're staying there watching me do this stuff. And I look like a crazy person just yelling. So. But like, yeah, a lot of the characters, I just kind of like, well, I don't know, like either I'll think of the name on the spot or like as I'm writing the, the story, like the script, the name will come during writing it mm -hmm. and I'll be able to tell what ones like will last. Very know? cool. Well, how long have you been writing? Um, you, like you said, you started in theater, but how long have you actually been like doing the active writing and stuff? Um, well, me and my brother Seth, we we were writing together. Well, Josh too. My other brother Josh would write with us back in Massachusetts. We'd write these sketches together. That was like when I was probably like 17 when we started really writing sketches. Because before that, we'd probably just go out and like film something and throw it together and it would be like some weird, crazy video. Mm. Then like we just started like writing stuff like, okay, we should write a skit. And we wrote like one of the skits we wrote a long time ago that it was called The Bet. And uh, it was about me as this guy who had this bet with my brother Seth. He played the other character that I could get this girl to like me in the office. And I was like this really like annoying, <laughs> kind of ugly guy. And oh no, I was supposed to get a kiss from her or something like that. Yeah, it was some bet about me getting a kiss with the new girl. And the girl who played that was my sister-in-law, Laura <laughs> Benedict. And she's back in Massachusetts, my brother. But um, yeah, we started writing sketches back then, like when I was like 18, 19. And we start filming them, trying to make them look better and stuff. So mm, I guess like 10 years, yeah. Oh wow, 10 years ago? <laughs> well yeah, so we've been writing like for real, like for about 10 years. But obviously everything gets better and better. And now we're like writing like scripts for TV and we wrote like a movie, a Simmons DuPont feature. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're trying to shoot that next summer back in Massachusetts. Oh, that's awesome. So you've been like pretty much doing live at the same time. Like you didn't have to like transition from like live theater to video because you like kind of just did it all. Yep, yep. Very cool. Yeah. Like how's that been? Like how's it been like, I don't know, like has it been different or like have you been had to change yourself for like your live shows? Like, like, oh, what was it? I don't want to say it the right way. But <laughs> Mm, well. Oh, well. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. From that's incredibly. Yeah, from that's inc yeah, that's incredibly. Like I feel like it's the same. Like that's basically kind of the same idea of what you do in your videos. Like you don't change yourself. Like yeah. do you feel that way? Or? Um, yeah, like there's not much <laughs> of a difference between well, for me at least, between the live shows and then like the videos. Kind of on videos, it's a little different, maybe because you can rely on editing, and like a joke will be where it cuts, and you can get like an extra joke. And when it's live, you just have to have actual jokes just with words and you can use timing and everything and like react to something you say as a joke live but so it's, but it's not too much different because mm. um, I've done like actual routines on stage like at Not Too Shabby on Friday night I'll go to the UCB and I'll try out a character or a routine and I'll do it and if it works I know what jokes work and I will just incorporate those into videos or vice versa like Keith Apicary the first time I did him was at the show called um, Prom Night oh. um, at the UCB the first time I did him live um, I had done like two videos with him and I wanted to try out some new material for a video and I even used some jokes from videos and I just did them live because I'm sure not everyone had seen the video so I just yeah. recycled material on stage. Awesome. So it's not too different. Yeah. Well, um, like how involved are you when you're making the videos like besides just acting because I feel like there's a lot of your videos that have kind of that like I don't know, like, 70s sheen to them? Like, yeah. either in the music or, like, the costuming or stuff? Like, how involved are you, or is it just, like, the team you work with? Um, it's kind of, like, the <laughs> way... I, that's the way I like to make videos. Like, 
it was when, the, when the movie Napoleon Dynamite came out, me and my brothers, like, our jaws dropped. Like, <laughs> you got to be kidding us. Like, that was, like, exactly what we were doing in Massachusetts. And people were like, there's a movie out that looks like you guys made it. Like, the people <laughs> in Massachusetts were saying. And it was funny because, like, now I'm kind of, like, like, I'm working with people who have the same sensibilities out here and who have worked with them. Like, like Jared Hess and all mm. that, like Whit Hertford, he's friends with those guys. Oh. Like he, he was in That's Incredible Light. Yeah. And it kind of just feels like natural that we move out here and we start working with those kind of people who do the same kind of material and have the same types of sense of humor. But um, like, <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to answer this. <laughs> um, I don't know, well, the, that, we've just always liked that 70s type of a style, like the offbeat, like quirky look. Like, our old videos would be, like, we'd just make them look kind of, like, dated in a way. Yeah. Like, we used to always, we used to, when we, we shot this movie called We All Have Problems. We've all got problems. And it was with Simmons. We shot that in Massachusetts. Before Napoleon Dynamite came out, before we saw that, and we went to the, the Salvation Army and just bought tons of, like, owls. We bought, like, all these owl statues and pictures and, like, those really gross brown-framed, like, things to set dress this whole, like, movie we're going to do. And then that's when Napoleon came out. We're like, that's the same thing we're doing. But, like, we weren't, like, feeling like like they beat us to it. It was just, like, we're glad that something like that is out because now people maybe will get into our stuff. So, yeah, I've always liked that whole 70s style. Like, I like the Coen Brothers stuff. And, like, Raising Arizona, I feel like, has somewhat of a similar yeah. style to that. And that's, like, what I've always wanted to do is just do something in that style. Well, so, awesome. Yeah, I like ugly, dated, <laughs> dated things. Kind of ugly dated, but 70s yeah. dated. 70s yeah, very dated. different from yeah. like 80s dated or 90s yeah. dated. Like. Yeah, the 70s brown, light brown colors, I'm really into that. I, I used to wear brown pair of pants every day <laughs> in high school. I loved them. So. No, this is yeah. this is kind of 80s. I was going to say yeah. maybe it kind of looks like it's inspired, but no. I'm yeah. not, not going to lie this to those things. This building probably was made in the 80s. <laughs> Probably. That's why we were looking all around. We're like, where are we going to live? We want to live in somewhere that's like just tacky enough. And this is it. We found it. We chose on this. One. It is a nice, it is yeah. a nice tacky. Yeah, it Just works. the right level of tack. Yeah. But <laughs> I guess one, one other question that I have um, was like a lot of your videos you do are kind of like uh, commercial like parodies or yep. satire or whatever. But you've also done a lot of commercials. Like do you get inspiration from like... Do you give inspiration from like your actual commercial jobs or is it kind of like like how do those two worlds mesh um I, I don't know if i've really gotten many ideas from the commercials i've done <laughs> maybe sometimes like well when i'm on commercials like if we just like hanging around you'll be doing so like when i'm there on set i'll just be like writing stuff and maybe something like because like you get ideas from everywhere if i'm at the store i got an idea so it's obviously going to happen when you're on a job so i've gotten ideas and i've written on commercials but I haven't really done any, gotten too many ideas like off of the commercials I've done, really. Well, I did like this one as a zombie for GameStop, and I've always wanted to play a zombie. So I don't know if that has anything. I think maybe that just reinforced <laughs> my like in me playing a zombie since I got to play a zombie. I was like, okay, maybe now I really should do a zombie sketch. <laughs> so I don't know. No, nothing really like has really from my commercials has motivated any of the videos, but except for like the Butterfingers things, like those are like obvious, just really cheap like cable access style. Co commercials for Butterfingers. Yeah. But I've never I haven't really done a commercial in real life where I've done something like talking to the camera advertising like that. Yeah. It's usually like playing a role or something. Yeah, yeah. Like there was one with you and like Kate and Moo. Kate Mikuchi. Yeah, how did you guys like I was thinking like like it wouldn't be too bad like it wouldn't be too surprising if you guys were both in the commercial but it was like for Popeyes I was like how did yeah. that happen? That was kind of weird because like <laughs> I knew of her and uh, we'd seen each other around like at the UCB and like the Steve Allen Theater and stuff. So we, when we were auditioning together, we saw we were there for the first call, and we got paired up. We almost didn't get paired up. We, were, we originally were paired up to go in as husband and wife, 
And then this guy was like, oh, no, we're going to switch it up. You're going to be with this other person. And then we got switched back. <laughs> and I'm so happy we got switched back because, like, I knew her and I thought it would be kind of cool to, like, audition with her. And we went in and did it. And I, then when I went to the callback, I didn't see her there. I was like, oh, she didn't get a callback. And then when I went to the fitting after I booked the job, I, she walked in. I was like, Kate, you got it. And she got the commercial without even going to the callback because she had oh, another, cool. she was shooting a FedEx commercial the next day. So uh. she couldn't go to the callback. But she still got it, which is pretty rare to get a commercial without going to the callback because you want to meet you and see you in real life. Yeah. But yeah, it was awesome that we got it together because we kind of like, we're from the same comedy world. Yeah. So it was awesome. And then we just did that show two weeks ago together. Like I did my Simmons show and she did her Garfunkel and Oates yeah. show with Ricky. And yeah. we shared the same bill. It's <laughs> cool. And now we're both working with the same manager. Oh, cool. Which is kind of cool. So it's like, yeah, it's a pretty small town when you think about it. Because like everyone knows everyone and you just see each other all the time. So Yeah, I always hear yeah. conversations with people like, oh, yeah, so-and-so's like so-and-so's agent. Like everybody shares everything. So everybody's yeah. kind of in the like, yep. even if they don't like each other, they're in the same world. Yeah, <laughs> especially in the comedy world. Like there's like so many people like you're just like someone like, oh, my, oh, my friend writes on that show. Oh, well, I was in on this show with this person. It's like everyone's recycled in the comedy world. Yeah, that's the same thing. So. Well, this might this is kind of a question that might be like kind of rudimentary, like how to be an actor in Hollywood question. Yeah, but like, um, like, what is it like doing the commercials, like being in the commercial scene? You know what I mean? Like, I know it's like kind of the like you some people say like, you know, you start in commercials and you go to movies and blah, blah, blah. Yep. But like you're already kind of like an established like comedic performer. Like what's it like doing commercials? Um, it's pretty, it's, I love it. I like just doing anything, like a TV job or a commercial job. Like, I'll do anything as long as I get to make people laugh. That's mm -hmm. all I want to do. And commercials can be really good because they're played so much. It's almost better sometimes if you're, like, starting out to do... It's, like, it, obviously it's a natural way to go. Well, some people... I know some people who've done movies and have never done a commercial. Like, Paul Russ, I don't know if he's ever done a commercial. And he's doing, like, movies now. You kind of yeah. skipped that whole thing. But commercials can really help because some people won't go see... A mo like every movie but you are almost forced to see commercials because they're on all the time so a lot of people like will recognize me I've been recognized on the street by kids like five <laughs> times this summer because they see my commercials <laughs> and a lot of it's because of Trail of Wilds because like kids are on the internet more than they are on TV <laughs> now but like like it's great to do commercials because then everyone knows who you are and then it helps you get TV things like oh yeah I saw that guy in this commercial they play it all the time so like, yeah. they know your face which can help you get jobs in, in like TV so um, I love it. I love doing commercials. As long as I can make people laugh, I'm happy. Very but I'm trying to make this year my transition year because last year I did like 13 commercials and now I'm like, okay, I want to do some TV stuff. And just now, like I, actually right before you came, I just got off the phone with, I, don't, I can't say who, but a network <laughs> and something's going through with a, with a show um, that I wrote with oh, cool. my friend. So yeah, awesome. it hasn't gone through yet, but it's it's re it was a really good phone call. So we'll possibly shoot a pilot kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, awesome. I, I, can really, I can like not like that. Uh, did you ever see that Simmons thing I did? That Simmons pilot. My character Simmons Dupont. What was the video called? It was called Stupid Idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was something like I shot on my own, and my friend Stony directed it, and <laughs> I just paid for everything, and it came out really good. It looked like a for yeah. real legit pilot, but this is different because now there's a network backing us, and we'll uh. be getting paid from them. So like, I'm like, okay, this is it. Finally, <laughs> finally, the transition is here. I can yeah. finally do like some TV stuff. Now you can start doing pilot after pilot. After yeah, pilot. pilot, pilot. <laughs> and hopefully it'll be series after series after they get picked up. But who knows? I'm just having fun. I just like. I just, I'll never stop writing and performing, so it just seems inevitable that maybe something will happen, and I just try to stay positive. Yeah, and it's always great, because, like, people always say, you know, Hollywood's, like, cutthroat, and it's all about luck and stuff, but I always feel like, I don't know, like, the people who are really just, like, you know, enjoy it, like, really yeah. just enjoy it, like, they, the people who don't get, like, oh, I didn't get that girl, like, yeah. people who are just into it, like, with all their heart and soul, they usually, like, make it, because, yeah. like... 
that's what you need is just to like this if you love it you'll be good yeah yeah because so. then you won't ever get discouraged because if, if you don't get anything you're still having fun yeah like, every time i go to an audition and i don't get a call back i don't care because it was i was like i got to go to this audition and i got to have to like and they were all laughing at me and it was like a fun experience i actually yeah. had a, a fun time and it would have been a better way of spending my you know i couldn't think of anything else better to do besides go make someone laugh so who cares yeah. if i don't get it but yeah if you just are having fun doing it it'll come to you and you'll get it I think that's what I would say. Because I think you, didn't you ask me something about that, like advice for someone? And I don't know if I answered you correctly. I don't know if I asked for advice, but I said, I think I said my question sounded like advice. But either oh, okay, way, advice okay. is good. Listeners can get advice. Yeah, I would say, <laughs> if you want to be an actor and you come to Los Angeles, just come here and do whatever you want to do and have fun and only create what you want to create and make what you want because then it'll be the best you can do. And then someone somewhere will get into it because... It's like there's so much stuff and there's people have so many different tastes like and there's so many places to do it like ucb like yep. i'm doing college radio like they let you do whatever you want there's yep. college radio here like yep. there's like you could do anything you want like you just grab a camera yeah and just make stuff mm -hmm. and like it'll be fun yeah you have to make it happen yourself that's what a lot of people will do because i have friends that moved out here and then they move back because they get discouraged and like they say ellie like chewed them up and spit them up but it's mm. like I don't understand why like you, have to, like you have to do stuff on your own if like you can get a camera for like a hundred bucks I mean I don't expect people to some people couldn't afford that but if yeah. you have a friend who has a camera or like you save up your money all you need is like YouTube is huge like YouTube makes so many people like famous now yeah you don't even need to be on like the the comedy side like you could yeah. just be on YouTube you be on YouTube like yeah my YouTube is kind of going crazy right now and it's like it's just because I just keep supplying tons of videos and like after like so many videos you'll eventually make something that so everyone will like hopefully like you're close to it yeah. so just keep making stuff and then it'll eventually happen as long as you're having fun you'll never lose so yeah, yeah. motivation and motivation. yeah <laughs> okay I have one last question before yeah I have one last question okay cool. um so like you, you have a ton of videos on um, funnyordie.com. Like yeah. how does that? I've always been curious. Like how does that work? Because I know that that site actually, like, I don't know if it's a site, but something involved with Funny or Die like has money, so they actually do like produce mm -hmm. stuff. Like, yeah. um, like I remember they did like the Prop Eight musical, which was yeah. like obviously a lot. You know, it costs yeah, a lot because they got production. like all these. Yeah. And like, so what is it like working for them? Like, do they give you? Because you have videos on there mm -hmm. that aren't on your YouTube. Like, do they? like give you money to do stuff or like how does that work um well they have like productions they shoot like a regular production like a tv network would uh -oh. like they paid the, they pay, they have a staff the staff writers like seth morris is a staff writer over there from the ucb and like they have writers and producers and everything so they'll pay for their productions like i was in a video recently with them where i got a little bit of money because they had a budget for it they have like bigger budgets for certain ones a lot of them will just have like people like acting them you know for free yeah. most of the time it's just because like people want to be in a video and they need comedians and stuff yeah. but they actually they have like paying they pay people to make stuff and like they'll they'll feature like different like they feature actual like people from nowhere someone from like nebraska makes a video and if they think it's funny they'll feature it mm -hmm. so they're pretty cool about it they, they do feature a lot of their own stuff because it's their site and they know yeah. they're putting money into their videos so they need to get some use out of it and get some views and usually the stuff's pretty funny so like they kind of know what they're doing so it's all right that they're featuring their own videos but they, they featured a lot of my videos i think just because people over there that i've gotten lucky and they've liked some of my stuff you know were they the ones that sent you to e3 um they didn't send me to e3 this video game website got me in because i oh. uh this video game website called screw attack they're mm -hmm. based in te uh, texas they um 
saw one of my videos, my friend actually suggested I send it to them. He's like, the Keith video, the yeah. talking classics. Yeah. He's like, oh, you should send it to ScrewAttack. So I sent them a video. I was like, hey, I didn't know if you guys might want to like use this or show it somewhere like on your site because they have videos and they, they loved it and they started playing all my videos and now they're <laughs> kind of like making videos and I give them exclusive rights to them for like about a month. That's so because cool. it's like they're so cool they flew me that they got me to e3 they flew me to dallas last weekend and I are might you be gonna going go back. to comic-con i am i, I have <gasps> yeah i have a panel at comic-con which day i'm not sure I, I was supposed to get an email last night but i didn't get it yet i'm gonna get check later Tell today. them you have to go saturday because I, I can only afford one day there? yeah okay yeah <laughs> i have a panel one of the days and i'm gonna be keith apicary but i don't know if the guy knows what to, i don't think he has any idea what to expect because I'm gonna be Keith, and I'm gonna probably gonna go crazy. <laughs> so I hope he's ready for it. But That's maybe if he's fun. not, it'll be better because then I'll get some good reactions and stuff. And Either way, it's fun. I've done a few interviews. Like I did an interview with Aro Mans. Do mm-hmm. you know who that is? Yeah. No, wait, wait. Who's that? Aro Mans. Um, he has an album out on um, AST. He oh, is friends. Yeah, he's friends with Chip Pope. Okay. Okay. <laughs> friends quote quote. <laughs> um, yeah. No. It was. It's like. It's funny though, cause like. Uh, He's his character, and um, I've gotten so many emails that are just like, "Who is this oh, man, this guy? Is such an asshole to you!" Like, blah, blah blah, and I'll be like, "That's a character." Like, <laughs> that's funny. So people think it's real. Yeah, no, people that's think awesome. it's totally real. I'm just like, that's Wicked that's like good. the best thing. Like, you'd want people to complain about it. Oh, that's really cool. But that's awesome. I'm so excited. Like, so yeah, cause they they haven't put out the schedule yet, right? For I don't Comic-Con. think so. I haven't gotten anything. Cause I've heard that yeah, there's gonna be like comedy at Comic Con this year, and I went last year, and it was my first time going, so I was kind of like a little scared. Like, and I was really stone so it's not don't eat a brownie before you go to comic-con there's okay. too many people oh, and it's just it's really scary and it's bad so <laughs> stay i stay away from the snacks i learned i learned my lesson but like um i don't know like so i want to like actually figure out what's there like last time i just kind of yeah. saw like people the comics yeah yeah like but now there's gonna be comedians so yeah i'm gonna more time you'll probably see me running around causing <laughs> a scene and that's the thing i was hoping i was like okay i did those e3 videos and a lot of people have seen those especially in that world like video game world is very closely related to like the comic book you know, Evil Dead whole world, like cult movies and stuff. So I'm hoping a lot of people won't recognize Keith because I went to this thing in Dallas, the Screw Attack one, and like everyone knew who I was. Mm. Like Keith was like signing autographs and stuff, but because that was like that's the site that plays my videos. Yeah. So I'm hoping at Comic Con, it's so big too. I'm hoping people won't. Not everyone will recognize me. Yeah, because the so time people go there stuff. for like the previews of like the big studios. Yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. That, so I I have some good plans like i'm gonna try to like mm-hmm. crash a bunch of stages like with like like tv shows maybe i shouldn't be saying this so comic-con can't get ready for me but i i'm gonna try to do some pretty good stuff we and, could like, try to play this afterwards up. so it'll be like after yeah that, yeah, oh, yeah. He was thinking about po- it do it later on yeah <laughs> sounds like a good plan because they don't you don't want them to listen to it like be stumbling upon like college radio and be like hey what who's what? this keith abigary guy we heard, we heard nathan what's going on yeah yeah <laughs> bad idea <laughs> Yeah, so I haven't told the guy what I'm gonna do. He thinks I'm just gonna be talking about video games. Uh, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Well, that's that's for the panel. The panel will probably like, make a mess and like ruin things or whatever. But like in a Keith way, an innocent way, so he can't get in trouble. <laughs> but yeah, all my other free time, I'm gonna be running around getting footage of just like falling down and smashing through stuff or whatever <laughs> I can do to get people to be like, what's happening? So you should hit one of the. My 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 suggestion is you should hit one of the um those like the stands where they have like the classic comic books like the art like you know oh, the ones yeah, in the yeah, little yeah. like wrappers yeah. and stuff like don't touch it like yeah yeah <laughs> smash through the table <laughs> that, that's that's one thing that happened at the in t- at the screw attack game convention in dallas i had to pay for a bunch of stuff because <laughs> keith just started the, i went to the snack table where they were selling snacks and keith just started throwing food at all these kids and i was like i'm not paying for any of this stuff you gotta pay for yourself <laughs> 
and I just started throwing it out, and then afterwards I had to pay for it. It only came to 26 bucks, so whatever. It's worth it for the joke. That's not bad. So, that's, that's awesome. I'll be looking forward to the video. Where yeah. Do you know, is that just going to be a YouTube one, or is it? It's going to be on Screw Attack first um, for about a month, and then it'll be, I'll put it on my YouTube, and then on Funny or Die. I just loaded, like, the very first E3 video, like, yesterday on YouTube and Funny or Die. Yeah. Because the month was up for Screw Attack. So, uh, so yeah, so that Next week, my next E3 will be up. So it'll be a while for Oh, for there's, there's two E3s? There's four E3s. Oh. Yeah, there's, yeah th there was, wow. was three solid E3 episodes, and then I had enough footage left over for bonus material that it wasn't, <laughs> didn't like fit into like a, a storyline on its own, which just kind of random stuff. And a lot of it was with me and the angry video game nerd, and then I crashed G4's stage yeah. on like the last day of E3. <laughs> So I saved that for the very end when I ran up on stage as Keith and I, I held everyone hostage with the Sega gun. So was so, the first one the, the theme like falling asleep? The theme was falling asleep in the first one. And that's the thing, I was just making stuff up as I went and I ended up getting these themes. Like, okay, I'll just do all the falling down and falling asleep <laughs> stuff. And then the second one I think was uh, the vir I used my Virtual Boy and I kind of, I was more <laughs> falling and stuff, but it was with the Virtual Boy and then doing these jokes with my t-shirts. Like Keith was wearing his own shirts. <laughs> and then the third episode, there's a street sweeper going by. We're trying to do an interview, yeah, LA dude, County. Dude, talk louder. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they gotta keep the streets <laughs> clean. That's good, though. Keep it clean. Yeah, but the third episode, I think, was... I can't remember right now, but I think it was <laughs> where I was just... Keith was flirting with, like, every girl there. <laughs> and the fourth one was just extra stuff with, like, Angry Video Game Nerd and G4. Awesome. Well, so. I'm excited. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it should be fun. My favorite part was the, the table. I'll fix it. Oh yeah, and I br I didn't know I was gonna break that thing. I actually broke you that. You like cut out where you broke it though, cause like there's a shot of you like asleep in the chair, and then all of a sudden it's broken. I was like, ah. Yeah, well you can see me tip over, and then it breaks off. And uh. people, it was like a line of people that are taking pictures of me. And I was like, man, these people are all taking pictures. I was waiting to get kicked out the whole time, and I'm super surprised that I didn't get kicked out, cause I. Broke are you sure stuff. somebody like didn't tell them like it's a like it's a bit or something? No, that's the screw attack said to me. They were like, like it was good for them that I was off on my own running around, cause they didn't want to get in trouble, uh. and they. Craig was even like, be careful with that pass because it says screw attack on it, so don't get in too much trouble because we might get in trouble. And I was like, okay, I'll try, and I'll try not to, but no one ever questioned me. I think they just looked at me, like, okay, if someone was about to yell at me, they'd be like, oh, this guy's kind of like unfortunate. I feel bad for this guy. <laughs> so they would just leave me alone. It was awesome. It's kind of like the, the best character ever because like, I was just at the airport and TSA was like on me in Dallas because I, I was on the conveyor belt going down the conveyor belt where the bags come out and I was grabbing people's bags and falling down and these two guys in white shirts came up to me and they're like what are you doing you can't be on that thing and the one guy was being really nice and this other big dude came over he's like being all serious all business and they were they were like calling these like other guys they were using this three word code I don't remember what they were saying but they were calling DP something or something like that I don't remember but yeah, I, I just didn't get kicked out because then I was like, I'm so sorry. I just want to go play video games. And they were like, oh, uh, we'll leave you alone. So that's, it was awesome. All right. So if you want to get out of TSA issues, pretend that you're a nerd. A nerd. Just act like a super genuine <laughs> video game nerd and they'll let you go. And they'll feel bad for you. Awesome. Or anyone unfortunate. Just act unfortunate. Unfortunate in some yeah. way. But not, not poor, but not unfortunate. Not poor. Just Di like, very different. Yeah, you, that's a very <laughs> unfortunate soul. Unfortunate soul. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing well, the interview. Well, thank you for doing it. Hey. This is awesome. Awesome. Well, that's the show for this week. I want to thank DJ Doug Pound for my awesome show theme. He's amazing and made that from the genius of his brain. You can check out more of his genius brain um, products at Doug Pound, D-O-G-G-P-O-U-N-D, 
gmail.com. Um, thanks again for downloading the podcast, and please tune in to the full show on Thursday mornings or Wednesday night, however you want to think about it, um, at from 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. on KUCI.org. Um, there's a lot to the show that we can't put on the podcast, like comedy albums, clips from TV shows, awesome, amazing surprise call-in guests, um, and so much more that is still pretty awesome. So check it out. Um, do a stream record. Um, boycott TiVo until they allow you to record the FM waves along with your TV as well. Whatever you need to do. Naked Comedy, Thursday mornings, Wednesday nights, 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. on KUCI.org. Um, until then, I'm um, uh, gonna... K-U-C-I, the cooch, cooch, the cooch, cooch. K-U-C-I, the cooch, cooch, the cooch, cooch. K-U-C-I, the cooch. Naked comedy. good anytime all right cool so hey naked comedy listeners we're here we have a special bonus guest would you like to introduce yourself hi my name is keith apicary uh i love video games i own practically every single video game system there is uh especially my neo geo nbs arcade cabinet and we're here right now in my my fort in my attic that i built yeah so. it's a very nice fort and a, a it's, what do you call it? It's the boys' fort, no girls allowed, but it will make an exception for you. It's, it's okay, I'll, I'll let you say, it's all yeah. right. My name's Sam, so maybe we could just pretend. Oh, that like works, that's Sam. perfect, yeah. It's yeah, like, it's I cool. can just pretend you're like my friend Sam, who's a guy. Who's <laughs> if really anyone asks. Games. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm Sam, what's yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, talk a little cheaper like that. <laughs> yeah, there we go. If I just keep my eyes closed, I won't be annoyed you're a girl. <laughs> so, Keith, I heard a rumor that you were going to be going to Comic-Con this year. Are you excited? Yes, that's true. I'm very, very excited. I can't wait. It's going to be crazy. Um, this guy called me because he heard about the documentary that I'm in, Talking Classics, and he wanted me to show up and talk about video games. I was like, yeah, sure, okay, I'll do that. So I'm going down in like a couple of weeks, and I'm just going to you know, do what I did, tell everyone all my knowledge about all the games and stuff that I know about. So what's your video game specialty? What are you going to talk about? Um, I guess, I don't know, it depends on the topic you're talking about. If you're talking about something stupid like... PlayStation 3 and stuff like that, I probably won't want to get involved, and I'll try to turn the t- conversation into something better, like Sega CD or Sega Genesis or Virtual Boy or Neo Geo, the ultimate video game system of the century. 
So maybe I'll do that. I'll probably talk about the stuff that I like because the stuff I like is probably the better games, better than what they like. So I'm sure they don't have a voice for it. Yeah, they. Don't, I don't know. They probably don't have a voice for it because like this is pretty rare to be able to like have the imagination and the skill to build something so amazing as this. I doubt unless unless oh no, people might find out about my fort through this. Oh. A little interview, but they won't be able to see it. They don't, they don't know what they're looking at, so they, they won't know find how to it. copy it. They yeah. won't know. Yeah, it's pretty hard to find. You gotta like find your way to my house and then get into the fort through the secret access. We better room. stop before we tell them. Okay, yeah, we won't talk about the secret access room. Yeah, so, okay. but there's there's no secrets. To there's no secret access. <laughs> We're just to- joking around. We're sitting in the middle of a kitchen right now. We got coffee. Yeah, we got. Coffee. Sex in the City is on TV. Yeah, we're watching TV. This, uh, having nothing to do with fort stuff. We're not having an awesome time on an adventure in a boys' fort in we're my not, attic. We're not playing Sega. We're not playing Sega. I'm not holding a Sega Nomad right now at all. This noise you're hearing with these buttons I'm pushing? That's the TV. That's the TV. I'm turning up the volume to watch Sex in the City. What are those video games that aren't here? These video games that aren't here right now, since we're not in the Magical Boys Fort, uh, are some of my Sega games. I got Street Fighter 2, the Special Champion Edition. I got Sonic 2, Tiny Toons, Aladdin. Oh, I love Sonic. I mean, I don't got Aladdin. I mean, I don't love Sonic. And I got my Virtual Boy. I, I got, I don't got every video game system up here right now. This is my Lynx bag. I got a carrying case for Lynx. I got all my Game Boys, some Game Gear games. I mean, I don't. Check, check out this one. Check out this one that I don't have. I got my Sega Saturn under here. Yeah. Pretty good. I got Mortal Kombat 3 for that. I got Double Switch. And you forgot your your Nintendo like is the Nintendo DS with the TV that doesn't work that isn't here. Yeah, this is a TV tuner for my Game Boy Advance SP. Pre-digital. Pre-digital. Transition. Yeah, use an antenna on this thing. That thing's pretty awesome. I really wish I was holding that in real life, but unfortunately, we're in the kitchen. We're in the kitchen. So. It's not here. Nope, not there. I have a question for you yeah, that sure. you may or may not remember. How? What are your feelings on those, um, like, mini... I don't know what they're called exactly, but the mini, like, handheld games that they always would make for, like, Aladdin or, like, another movie that was coming out. Oh, like out. the Tiger? The yeah, tiger the Tiger, game. yeah, the Tiger games, I yeah. like those things, like, little dot matrix. It's almost like calculator graphics. Yeah. I like those things. I used to have Ninja Gaiden for <laughs> one of those, and my brother, yeah, he had Tiny Toons. We played those things all the time. <laughs> those were so much fun. And I remember my older brother, he had Narc. It was uh, like you were a narc. I didn't yeah. know what that meant at the time, <laughs> but it sounded really cool. There was a game called Narc. It was called Narc, <laughs> and the little kids would buy it. So basically, little kids were being taught to like take down drug dealers, which is a little yeah, intense, really. but still, I guess it's bringing them on the road to justice. So I that's kind of cool. I guess. I was too poor to have one, so I cut the like ad of one out of a magazine and put it on some cardboard and would pretend to oh, play that's, my imagination That's game. awesome. It was fun. That's really cool. I like that. That's, <laughs> that's neat. That gives your imagination. Like, we should put one going. of those in the secret boy fort that we're not in. Yeah, yeah, we should. We should put that up here that to where we are. <laughs> right? <laughs> where we're not. To, to where we are or not. <laughs> not. I can't say it wrong enough. Well, Keith, thank you for talking to us. Oh, yeah, and no problem. What are you looking forward to at, at Comic-Con? Um, I'm not sure what the heck Comic-Con is, really. I uh, just know there's a lot. I Tell me if I'm right. There's a lot of comic books, people there. And then nowadays they have, like, TV people there, right? Talking yeah. about TV and movies. People um, sit at, like, a table and they'll talk about their TV shows. Okay, that's cool. I'm hoping that maybe, like, um, like uh, 
the Who's the Boss guys will be there or something. <laughs> That'd be cool. I want to meet those guys. Samantha! <laughs> she was so cool. Remember Samantha from Who's the Boss? Mm. She had, like, really big shoulders. <laughs> um, maybe they'll be there. That'd be really cool. Tony Danza. I'd like to meet them. You know, just like all the, all the stars from the hit shows. Those kind of guys. I'll awesome. meet those guys. Well, thank you again for talking, and hopefully we'll see you at Comic-Con. All right, yeah, I'll see you at Comic-Con. Yeah. Bye. Bye.